This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The Minutia Men Celebrity Interview is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine OPI show. On this week's episode of And Friends, I like to challenge boys with a little bit of two truths and a lie and a little would you rather. And I bring back Florida Man just to check in and see what's going on in that wild state. And I debate what would happen if Florida was completely removed from the map. All that and more. Find out on And Friends. Go any podcasting websites that you listen to And Friends on. Just search for Radio Misfits or go to opishows.com. And Friends is not legally binding. If you listen to our shows and your ears start to bleed, it's not our fault. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick Kempfer and Dave Stern. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. Uh, if you've seen a comedy act in Chicago over the last 30 years, chances are our next guest either knows them, performed with them, or booked them. He's an esteemed alumnus of the iconic improv group Second City and the owner of the Comedy Shrine. Please welcome Chicago comedy legend Dave Sinker. Uh, people throw that legend thing out like it means something. <laughs> I know, I know. That uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess once you once you turn like sixty, eh, he's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just call him a legend. Uh, you know, at at the risk of starting our interview on a low note and bringing down the house, uh, I want to bring up a fateful day in your life. Don't, don't, okay? go, don't dear God, and, don't uh, go there. It's our fucking podcast. We do whatever we fucking want. Don't all right? Go there. May, uh, November 8th, 1988. Michael- bitch. <laughs> bitch. You know, I voted for Dukakis 17 times. <laughs> 17 times. Uh, I had friends that are Republicans. They voted for him. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, 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 I did, uh, I played Dukakis when I was touring. And we were the, we were the first touring company that was allowed to do our own material on uh. the road. Uh, it was me and Michael McCarthy and Jane Lynch and uh, Joe Kelly, uh, 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 let's see, Tim Meadows, uh, Greg Holloman, uh, Faith Soloway was our musical director. Oh, sure. And uh, we we did a lot of our own uh, bits. You know, we they got approved by by uh, Joyce and and the powers that be. Um, so I did a, uh, I did uh, Dukakis. We we did debate as Dukakis. It was more of a look than the voice. The voice Dukakis never didn't. Even when John Lovitz did Dukakis on SNL, it was basically oh, there's John Lovitz with him. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. right. That's true. You know, sure. um, but it was so much fun. You know, he's like five eight. I'm five eight on a good day, <laughs> and you know, I just have you know get the pen and and make my eyebrows thicker and we did a blackout you know the aclu card he should have left home without it <laughs> you know? uh, well when he put on that stupid helmet that cost you hundreds of millions of dollars on snl probably right <laughs> You know what? What? Uh. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Was He's probably so great, listening. Dave. And then what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I honestly thought, I honestly thought, you know, that that he had passed away. I remember. Uh, I, I it's like the Mandela effect. I remember actually seeing Michael Dukakis's obituary, and then I looked him up. Son of a bitch is still alive. He is. Yes, <laughs> he is. We've tried to get him on the show, and he 
He's, he's, maybe yeah. now. Maybe now. Come on. As a matter of fact, on the other line. Uh, <laughs> there he is now. <laughs> I have a Michael Dukakis story for you. I was the uh, producer of Stephen Gary's show during that year. Okay. And Dukakis was in town. And they, you know, shut down traffic and everything for him, his motorcade. And I was trying all day long to get him on the show. Well, yeah. during the show, all of a sudden the phone rings, uh, the hotline. I pick it up and, and somebody's saying, all right, I've got uh, a, a Governor Dukakis here right. in the limo. We're on our way to the airport. We've got like four minutes, but it's got to be right now. Like, okay, I <laughs> put him on hold, ran into the studio. Stephen Gary, go to line one right now. Line one, we've got Michael Dukakis. <laughs> and so they went to line one, put him on the air, and uh, the guy goes, all right, here's Mr. Dukakis. And then somebody went, um, hello, it's me, Michael Dukakis. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and, and I saw my no. career flash before my oh, eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I did not get fired, luckily. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's an election coming up in November. And uh, I was just wondering if you thought there was any potential comedy material out of a Joe Biden or a Donald Trump. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, comedy is tragedy plus time. Hopefully, hopefully by November, this tragedy will be over. Yeah, um, it, it's just, you know, I mean, it it's it writes itself, uh, you know, and it's just like if it weren't so uh, ridiculously sad, yeah. uh, you know, you, you, you it's like Wisconsin today opening up the state, the, the, yeah. the Supreme Court going, yeah, hey, go ahead, yeah. have a beer, have a beer. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. And it's you know, I I own a business. We are expanding our theater. Brilliant idea on my part, huh? <laughs> yeah. What the Timing fuck do you think everything. of doing this in a pandemic? <laughs> Timing is everything. <laughs> I uh, you know we did, we were we've been in, in the process of doing this for over a year. So you know, our new space, is, our old space, the current space is seventy four hundred square feet. The new space is going to be fourteen thousand square. Uh, wow. Uh, Stand up theater is going to seat four hundred. Well, you know, that's really nice. You know, if our governor's going to go, well, you can have 50 people. Right. right. Yeah, that's a good point. They better be 50 really big people to fit that, you know. And hungry. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like to drink. Uh, the, well, two drink minimum, the two drink minimum is now nine. Yeah, right. uh, well, did, did you hear about that restaurant in New York that is going to put mannequins Yes, I saw that. The seats, how creepy! You could do the same thing. It'll be a little yeah. creepy for the performers, but I think it'd be kind of that'd be kind of fun. Are, yeah, we'll just put you know the Laurel and Hardy statues and the WC Fields mannequin there. Yeah, you, you could do a whole Sergeant Pepper's thing. And they, uh, they do come to life after midnight, by the way. You know, you have worked with literally, you know, probably every great Chicago comedian, or, or you either know them or you've worked with them. I. I was at Second City at such a remarkable time. Yeah, talk I about mean, it's it, it was it was amazing. I mean, so I uh, my original touring company, and you know what? There are names of people that I toured with or were at Second City that ninety nine percent of your audience won't know, but they were just as good, just as talented, just as funny as people that have gone on to national acclaim. Um, you know, some, some outstanding, outstanding performers. But when I was at Second City, this is it's like a who's who of, of comedy. 
um, I toured with uh, I toured with Jane Lynch. I toured with Tim Meadows. I toured and roomed with Jeff Garland. Oh my God! Uh, really? And uh, uh, let's see, Amy Sedaris, Jeff Garland, um, Steve Carell did shows with us. He was in the other tour co. Um, Steve Colbert replaced me when I left Second City. I, I had some opportunities in L.A., so he took my spot in touring company. And I, I saw Stephen uh, several years ago, and I said, "You know, you owe your career to me." <laughs> uh, right. You know, had I not left, people could be watching the Sinker Report now. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so and, you know, and Bonnie Hunt was on main stage, and Mike Myers was on main stage. Wow! And then Chris Farley uh, got hired while I was there. So it was, yeah, you know, I mean, it was a who's who. Rose Abdu, is, it was wonderful, uh, you know, and it was, and I know I'm missing somebody, but uh, it, was, it was a who's who of, of comedy. Uh, Ian Gomez I toured with, um, and uh, there were, you know, Joe Liss is brilliant. Joe Liss was phenomenal, and he, if you ask anybody who, who performed at Second City back then, um, who was one of the best improvisers? Nine out of ten would say Joe Liss. Um, Richard Kind was at Second City when I was there. Wow! Oh my God! That's uh, so you, have any, time, you have any stories last, about these guys? Yes. The last time I saw Richard was we had, we moved to L.A. My then wife was pregnant with our first child, and we were at the Rose Bowl flea market. And Richard came up and went. He saw us. He came on. Ow! 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 You're pregnant. Ow! Oh, oh, oh. Can I touch? Oh, oh. Get away, Richard. Um, yeah. And uh, Amy Sedaris was, you know, there were people that you toured with, that you performed with, that you knew immediately. Yeah, this, this, this person's going to be amazing. Um, we did a show, or we did a, uh, uh, a, a skit called, um, Les audience and uh, I was the farmer husband and Amy came in and became played the part of the wife. Originally Jane Lynch played that part, but she uh, she moved on. And uh, uh, Claudia Smith was in the scene with us and Michael McCarthy and Michael McCarthy played this uh, art dealer. Well, Amy uh, got two oranges put them in her blouse. <laughs> so yeah. it looked like gravity was not good to her. <laughs> and and we you know and Claudia and I we couldn't stop laughing. It was like, it was like Tim Conway and Harvey Corman. <laughs> kept i mean we just couldn't do it and michael mccarthy god bless him he was he was not happy with us because we you know, he just wanted to get the scene going and at one point i just looked up and i said no nope, not yet <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen not right now no oh, that's yeah. great well did, uh, did, did you ever have the uh, go the other way you know dave and i did the whole improv thing too and we we uh, have stories of just absolute failure, abysmal failure. Were there ever moments that uh, you were up there and just you know we like did, playing a game or something and just couldn't come up with anything? Um, no, we never had anything like that. We were you know there was always a really good 
and, and the same thing with my my the, my actors at, at the comedy shrine everybody's there to pick somebody up so that's that's a good thing um if you're dying on stage you know the, the rule i have is you know god do whatever you can to help that person right. take 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 the spotlight um but we did a show in palm springs and it was one of those the average age of the audience was deceased <laughs> and seriously all right cut the blowjob scene you know, well, no, you know yeah that would have woken them up so, so at that point you basically to have fun you pimp each other on stage right so there was we did this one scene and uh, Tim Meadows shakes my hands and he, he keeps shaking my hand. And he says, if I shake your hand long enough, will water come out of your mouth? <laughs> and he didn't know I had a, I had a mouth full of water. Oh, <laughs> so he's shaking, will water come out of your mouth? And it was out. <laughs> so, the, so the gauntlet was down. That was it. Next scene we did, uh, Tim and I shook hands in a lot of scenes, I guess. But uh, next scene, I go to shake his hand, and he's got a handful of shaving cream. <laughs> so that's what you, you know, that's what we did to, you know, if, if the audience isn't going to laugh, let's have fun. Let's let's at least will laugh. We did one show where an audience member, I believe, it might have been that same show, but another an audience member had a heart attack. Oh. Uh. You know, in the, in the middle. Well, we killed another audience. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Fred. Uh, well, you he know, went I out the way he would have wanted to go out. He, did. he uh, went out laughing. That's right. You know? well, who was the comedian who died on? I mean, not uh, literally died on stage. The producer. A lot of a lot of comedians who died on stage. Uh, um, Dick Sean is that? Dick Sean. Yeah. Dick yeah. Sean is the famous American. There's a there's a lot of comedians who died on stage. Um, do uh, you guys remember Car 54, Where Are You? Sure, with Herman Herman Munster. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ross was uh, was his sidekick there. He was his partner. He did the ooh, 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 that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He died on stage. Oh. He was oh. doing, uh, he was doing a, uh, a show at like a, a senior citizen center, and he died halfway through his show, and the senior center... God bless them. Only paid his ex his his wife half. Oh, he didn't finish the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awesome. I don't Just, want to alarm you guys, but I my my left my left arm is real numb right now, so uh, don't want don't, to alarm. Yeah. You guys. Don't go to the light. Stay away from the light. All right, we have to take a break, but Minutia Man will be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, we look back at the ultimate family truckster, the GMC Motorhome. Plus, if you've got bucks, we've got the most impressive way to display your cars. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, uh, we give you the update on what's happening with the reopening of the Premier League, which is still a few weeks away. But there's some real games happening this weekend, right, Adam? Yeah, we've got the Bundesliga starting, some good American players playing in the top division of German soccer. So be sure to check out that uh, on this week's episode of Free Kicks, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we're back. You are a brilliant writer, and you've written for 
the Jenny Jones show. You you've been a copywriter. <laughs> what? I don't know how I don't know how brilliant the writing was. <laughs> okay, but uh, uh, well, you are brilliant. Maybe for that point, point in time, you were. Uh, you've written great greeting cards and plays and, and the whole freaking thing. I've uh, I've pretty much I, written for just about every medium there is. Um, Jenny was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they hired me. Uh, they said we want you know we want you to come in. Well, and. First of all, when I lived in L.A., I worked constantly. I was I, I helped develop probably a dozen television projects. Uh, and it was all the Marquette Mafia back then that helped me. Second yeah. City didn't mean much, to be honest with you. It was like, okay, well, you know, stand in line. There's Jim Belushi. Stand behind Jim. Yeah, right. And, yeah, that's true. You know, and but uh, and that's what I tell that's what I tell kids that are, are interested in, in, in this field. Well, go to a college that has a really strong alumni base that in the industry, like Emerson college in Boston is huge, hmm. is huge. And it's, I, I believe it still is as far as contacts. So Marquette, uh, university, there were a lot of, uh, people who graduated before me that were in the production end of it, that could hire me as a writer, as a performer. So I, I did a lot of development of television shows when I lived in LA uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but my, like I said, my daughter was born in LA and my ex-wife didn't want to live there. She didn't want to raise a kid in Los Angeles. So here I am. I quit second city, which nobody does. Um, go out to LA, establish my, myself as a writer. Uh, I was on general hospital as an actor for, if you went to the bathroom, you missed me. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I was on that for like 10 seconds, did a lot of, you know, uh, totally hidden video. I, I, I was a segment producer for that. I wrote for that show and that was fun. That was just bits. I did a thing that we could, you could never do now. Uh, we, uh, we played, uh, like government agents in a shopping mall and we would go up to somebody with a briefcase <laughs> and I would say, excuse me, a man will come up to you <laughs> and he will. And he will say, I am the walrus. <laughs> you are to respond, goo goo kachoo. <laughs> and then I'd leave, you know. Um, so I did I did that. And then I came back to the Midwest kind of going, okay, what the hell am I going to do now? And a friend of mine was uh, Maureen Fitzpatrick, who uh, does a lot of work in L.A. now. She's a producer in L.A., but she's another Marquette grad. She was the audience coordinator for Jenny and uh, – they they were going to hire him. They wanted to hire me as a continuity writer. You know, coming up next, yeah. And he meets a dwarf. You know, uh, you know, writing bumpers in and out of things, and that was fine. So you know, they uh, intros to you know different trailer park folk that were going to be on the show. Um, and I said to David Salzman, you know, hey, I you know because they did comedy skits. Her first season, Jenny did comedy. Well, she and- was wasn't she a comic? Yeah, she won on Star Search yeah. uh, back in the day. And so it was based, she did a thing called Ladies Night Out, and they did it in Vegas, and it was very popular. And that's how they sold the talk show, as a very lighthearted kind of thing. So, you know, and I said to David Salzman and Jenny, hey, you know, I, I write comedy. Well, no, we've got a comedy writer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, during the pitch meetings and everything that all the producers uh, of the show would have, by the second day, they said, you know, we'd really like you to write comedy. <laughs> so and that was so much fun because it was, you know, and, you know, when you're when you're when you're when you were producing for, for uh, 
uh, Stephen Gary, you got to come up with stuff that you're going to oh, do yeah. the very next day. Yep. Or, or you know, and that was the, that was the fun of it. That was just so much fun. And I got to hire uh, all my all my second as many Second City buddies as I could. Um, I believe I believe I gave Steve Carell his first national show. Wow. Because he and John Rabano did a skit that I wrote for them uh, on the Jenny Jones show. Um, <laughs> wow. I wonder if that's out there anywhere. I'm sure it is. I, I you know I had it. I had a I had a whole reel of stuff. I don't know what I did with it. But you know, I gave him his first break. Does does he call me? Does he write? <laughs> no. No. Uh, could have had what? a desk in the office. Would it have killed him? Yeah, right, Would right. Yeah, I could have uh, been in 40-year-old 40, 40 virgin. Come on. <laughs> uh, didn't you write when uh, on the Jenny Jones show, didn't you do a bit, um, uh, smell my, or can you guess your husband's body odor or oh, something geez. like that? Yeah. That? that was uh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was, okay, so it was all about pheromones. Okay, and how the you know we have smells that attract ourselves to our significant other. So the producer of the segment says, okay, so we're going to have uh, a woman. Uh, we'll have one person who hasn't taken a shower. The other person has too much cologne, and then the third person has deodorant. And we'll see who she's attracted to. And I opened my big mouth during the pitch meeting and said, well, that doesn't prove your theory. I said you have to you have to either find that woman's boyfriend or husband. You know, blindfold her, have her pick, and then if she picks her husband, you know that the theory, you know, she she liked his smell. <laughs> and they look at me, and I, literally, I'd been on the show for two days. They look at me and said, "Do you think your wife would do that?" <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. It's better. Wait, no, my 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 poor ex wife, she. She was off work that day. She had to get her, uh, she went to an eye exam. So she gets her eyes dilated, right? <laughs> and I'm telling her, you got to be at the studio by one or whenever we shot, you know, you got to be at this. We held the door. We held the door. We held the show until she showed up. Wow. Because <laughs> we couldn't do the show without her. <laughs> so, she, so she can't see anything. You know, she's dilated. <laughs> and... <laughs> And uh, they grab her out of the audience. Hey, hey, you look like (laughs) you can't see. Come on up here. (laughs) Right. So, uh, yeah, they put the blindfold and she was not happy with me at all. And uh, so she's up there and I'm 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 Italian and kind of like Joe Biden in the sense that I touch, you know, I will touch you. I will. Hey, in conversation, put my hand on your shoulder, you know, uh, tell you to turn your head and cough. I'm that kind of guy. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> a little handsy. Yeah, a little handsy. That's why I can't run for public office. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. There are no rules anymore. Hey, you're the guy, you're the guy who grabbed your wife's pussy on Jenny Jones. Yeah. I remember you. So, uh, so, she smells the guy that hasn't bathed. She smells the guy that smells like cologne. And as she comes to me, I put my hand on her shoulder and it pissed her off. She's like, who's this asshole touching? <laughs> so she picked, so she picked the second guy with the cologne. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, and then she looked at me and she and 
then she was upset she didn't pick me. She was upset she couldn't see. Uh, it was just, yeah, yeah. Oh. That was in that that was in the divorce decree. That was part of it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Dave. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and your honor, and your honor, he put me on national television. <laughs> right in the sniff armpits. Oh my uh, god. That's great. Uh yeah, um you know, we've we have interviewed a ton of comedians over these last you know, two months. And, and I'm the best one. I was, you, you, I'm you, you, I'm, yeah, I'm not kidding. Uh, but they are having a real tough time dealing with COVID-19. I mean, they're get, probably- get a goddamn job. Get a real job. <laughs> right. Don't take us, David. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, but, you know, put this- a sign, go on the end of the highway and put a sign. We'll tell dick jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Grow up. Uh, uh, but I mean, they were they were getting their asses kicked before the pandemic. You know, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of comedians we've talked to aren't doing that great. Any idea what the future of this business is going to be after? You know, now, what? You, now you're just asking him a question. You're asking a man who just expanded his theater to twice <laughs> yeah. the size. You're asking. You're, I'm basically an idiot. So, you know, what, what do I know? Uh, I think it's a bright future. Good for you. No, Good for I you. think uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, we're at the we're at, the, and I'm not. We're not at the whim or the the will of the government. I think we're at the will of this of this virus. Yeah. I don't want to be the person who opens my doors and has two of my actors, you know, get ill from this, right. or or an audience member get ill from this. So I'm I'm more than willing to wait. But again, you know, I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm all, you know, I've got to, we, I, I believe that we're going to have to sit down uh, with the Fox Valley Mall people. They're, you know, the, the theater's still under construction. We, uh, our tentative date for reopening was the second week in June. Oh, okay. Um, but we had hoped, you know, uh, you know, March, April, May to still be open to, you know, to our, at our current space to raise more funds for the opening. So, you know, so we're, you know, that that's money that's not there. And, uh, and, you know, so, but we've been very fortunate as far as, um, seeking the SBA support and we've, we've gotten that and that's helped. We we were able to send some checks to our, our, our wait staff and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I feel sorry for them. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, and again, you know, uh, the, the whole idea of expanding to a bigger space was to uh, allow us to get bigger names, obviously, you know, and, uh, but if, if they limit the size of, of an audience, well, I think that's going to affect the bigger names as well. You know, Hey, you know, you can't, you're not going to have that 10,000 seat thing. You're going to be able to perform in front of 400 or 200 or you know 50 or whatever. So I, I'm in limbo, just like all of these comics. I feel for them. Um, my best advice to them is to write. Yeah. You know, just write, hone your craft, get, you know, do stuff online, you know, start that podcast, do whatever you need to do to, uh, to keep, keep your, uh, keep your uh, public relations going. Um, it's, it's really difficult. Uh, there's a lot of comics that I would say, well, this is a blessing. 
<laughs> the, the world is trying to tell you something. You know, this, this is a time where you should reflect on on that promising career of refrigerator repair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we appreciate you being on the show, Dave, because this the is the truck driver school could be perfect. <laughs> Drive the big rig, you know, uh, or talk to Dobie Maxwell. You know Dobie Maxwell, right? Wow. Yeah, Dobie. Mr. Sunshine, talk to him. He'll, he'll, he'll steer you right off, won't he? Doby. He, he is our he is our little ray of sunshine. I love Doby. No, he is. Doby's taught. Doby's taught some stand up at my at my space. He's been at my at my theater uh, several times, um, and he gets it. I mean, he's been around long enough. He gets it, and I, I think. Um, He's he, well. He's 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 definitely old school. Yes, um, yes. You know. His hero is Rodney Dangerfield. Well, whose wasn't really? Yes, Come that's on. a good point. Yes, I I was in I was in Nashville, Tennessee, a hundred years ago. Uh, this was when I was when I first moved to Chicago to study at Second City. I got a job with a bus company that did tours, so I'm in Nashville, and we're in this club, and there's this Southern guy doing Rodney Dangerfield's act. <laughs> You're kidding me. Uh, word I, for word. Hey, I gotta word tell you, word. my wife. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you. <laughs> you know. Wow. I don't get, I don't get no respect. <laughs> None at all. You know. So he's doing... He's doing Rodney's act, and I'm getting more and more angry. And I'm with, and, and most of the people that were on this on these tour bus tours are, are senior citizens. So I started doing the punchlines before he could. <laughs> uh, good for you. And, and the people would say, "Have you seen him before?" No. <laughs> yes, when his name was Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> seen Rodney Dangerfield many times. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Well, we appreciate you being on the show. This has been a fun, fun talk. If people want to find your stuff out there, uh, I know there's uh, YouTube videos of you. I I watched oh. you do a, a speech in uh, Naperville on YouTube yesterday. <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, the drunk film critic. Yes, yes. Uh, but there's other stuff out there too. Where can people find you? Uh, go to uh, Nude Dave. No. Um, oh my god! I don't even. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to. I've gained so much weight; it's scary. My hair is my hair. Is, my hair is longer than it's been since high school. I, it's just crazy. You look um, a little bit like Jerry Garcia right now. Got that I am Jerry, Jerry Garcia. Yeah, right. Look at yeah. this. It's frightening. It, it really is. And I shaved the beard like yesterday, but you know it keeps growing back. It's like the Santa Claus. Um, I'm really, uh, yeah, like I said, there's a couple things on YouTube. Uh, I think once we get the new Comedy Shrine going, we're going to be, um, we'll be f uh, recording uh, more, more stuff. Um, I'm working, I'm, I'm working on uh, a lot of projects right now. Not only the expansion of the theater, we're working with, uh, I'm working with producers, uh, developing a television uh, television project. Hopefully we'll be able to announce something soon about the television project. Great. It's also a music comedy. There's comedy dating back to Mr. Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. So 
yeah, the theater's a museum to comedy, and it's going to be a little more interactive as we move into the site. Um, we'll have three theaters. We'll have an improv theater, stand-up theater, and we'll also have a black box theater uh, for you know diff- uh, variety shows, whatever we can, whatever wants to uh, use that space. So, uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll be opening, uh, you know, sometime in my lifetime. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, let uh, us know when that happens so that we I can will. promote it on the on the podcast for you. You know, and Dave, you know, you're a writer. We're publishers. You got that book in you. Doby wrote a book. We published his book. Come to us first if you're ever going to write a book. We'd really? love to have it. Well, you know, I wrote, I, I used to have a column in the Naperville Sun. Uh, it was called, uh, it was every Tuesday on the second page. It was called Until Somebody Loses an Eye. <laughs> and uh, and that was a lot of humorous pieces. That was a lot of fun. And I've written a lot of monologues and stuff. And I've been seriously considering putting it putting in, in, together into a book. So I will, uh, yeah. I'll definitely you know what? We'll talk. Yeah. We'll yeah, talk. Let's push, push book we, know, we know people. I'll, yeah. have my, I'll have my girl call your girl. <laughs> yeah, good. right. right. Uh, hey, again, thanks a lot, buddy. Much health. And when we do open up where you know when we broadcast yeah. from the radio uh, hall of fame come on we'll we'll have you over for well, a couple couple yeah. of years and we'll have a bring no, and you guys have an open invitation if you want to do one of your podcast conference um, yeah and Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla from the Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of OPI Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Previously on Lozano and Friends. My name is Ryan Cheverini. I'm the co-host of Windy City Live. The shorter you are, the more famous you are. That is true. Yeah. Well, then explain Will Ferrell, because you've had him. Uh, he's a big dude. Yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. like 6'4". So. Will Ferrell was awesome. Will, um, you could talk to him just like we're talking right now yeah. when the light's not on. Yeah. As soon as the camera light goes on, uh, you can't ask him anything serious. <laughs> like, I think I asked him, I said, hey, I'm going to ask you a little bit about, you know, your things that you like to watch this, whatever. He goes, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. I come, We come out and I go, hey, you know, you've been making people laugh your whole life. What's the movie that you watch late at night when you're flipping channels and you just have to watch it because it's so funny and he's like um you know uh probably um booty call <laughs> get more lasano and friends now on lasano.com i am howard sudbury and i'm steve baskerville and on back to you our podcast we do all kinds of things like how would you describe it we do nitpicky things sometimes like how come you got headphones on and i don't because i'm the star of the show well see that's up for uh debate and deliberation and uh, a lot of the show is about who gets top billing and last word. Well, we'll find out on the next Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. See ya. Bye. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. An Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com.